No fluff. Don't worry about your dick. That's going to come later. No lies. I just masturbated. Just real women. Cock rings. Cock rings. Talking real sex. I am so bruised on my girl bits. Sex gets real. Sex gets so real. So real up in here. With Dawn. What's the most sensitive part of your cock? And Dylan. Let's talk about the elusive clip. Now get ready to get real. Eating pussy. There you have it. Hey, everybody. How's it going? What? This is Dawn. No, it's not. Now you got me all confused. <laughs> you started off with, hey, everyone. How's it going? I'm like, no, wait. This is Dawn. All right, motherfucker. Start over. Okay. Oh, my God, no, you know what? You need to leave that shit in there. Okay. This is like, totally messed me up. All right. You are Dawn. I'm I am Dawn. Dylan. Yeah. You can't see, you, when you change shit up, like, I'm, I'm getting confused. <laughs> it's because you're on your second beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. We are responsible adults. Yes, I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. Okay, so actually, we have, oh, wait, you, no, wait. You no, are. actually, we're in the studio this evening. <laughs> We are in the studio this evening. As you guys could tell, I'm sure that you guys can all tell that we sound a little bit different when we're on the road and when we're in the studio. Yeah, because our fancy equipment's in the studio. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. It's okay. Okay, so we got several letters from listeners, which we're super excited about, and we'll be reading those. A voicemail. Ooh. That's a continuation from a tease that we had a few weeks ago. Yes. And then some fun stories and a question. I love that shit. Okay, so we'll start. So the first letter that we got says, Dear Dawn and Dylan, Yes. I would like to remain anonymous. I would like to say thank you for recommending people to search out others who can fulfill their kink if their primary partner will not. As a professional dominatrix, I see people on a continual basis who cannot get the fetish fulfillment at home. So they come to me who will not have sex with them, but will fulfill their fetish and enjoy doing this with them. The person can also feel secure that I will not seek anything else out from them in any way, shape, or form and hinder their primary relationship. But of course, that's what a true professional dominatrix should be able to do and say. I believe that a fetish is like a diet. If you go on a diet, all you crave is the forbidden fruit. A fetish, if you deny yourself of it, will eat you alive. So thank you again for encouraging people to seek the outlet to search out someone else to fill their fantasy. Mistress. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. And I totally agree with that. I feel like if you're thinking to yourself, fuck, I can't masturbate anymore. I can't masturbate anymore. I masturbate too much. I can't masturbate anymore. I can't masturbate anymore. The only thing you're thinking about is goddamn masturbating. Yeah. And it drives you nuts. And then it becomes this thing. Yeah. And there's shame and guilt and need and desperation. Whereas if you don't think about masturbating too much, then you don't think <clears throat> about masturbating. You just do it. Right. And like you can let it go. I think it's the same thing with a fetish. If you have some kind of, I don't know, you love, what's a weird fetish? I don't know, toe sucking. That's not a weird That's fetish. not weird. But okay. okay. <laughs> we'll just say you love sucking on toes. <laughs> I mean, if you really, 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 really love sucking on toes and that's a big part of your sexual makeup, but you're trying to deny that, it's going to come up all the time in your dreams and your thoughts. Every time you fantasize, you're going to have all this shame. You're trying yeah. to hide it. So then all you're thinking about is sucking on toes. But if you just suck on fucking toes... Mm-hmm. It's not going to fill up your thoughts all the time because you got, you scratched that itch. I agree. Yeah. So, mistress, thank you for listening. Do you and have any, thank you for writing to us. Do you have any weird fetishes? Um, 
Nothing comes but to I'm mind. I'm sure I think... that if you had something, that you would probably verbalize it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if there's something that I want, I'll usually at least allow myself the freedom to explore it, mm-hmm. even if it's surprising. I mean, sometimes fantasies pop into my head when I'm masturbating, and I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. Well, okay, let's explore it. Mm-hmm. You know, or like, if I'm in a weird place and I'm looking at some porn that I don't <clears throat> normally look at, and it's really outside my comfort zone, mm-hmm. I'll just be like, well... Clearly, this is what's turning me on right now, and I'll watch yeah. it. You know, like, it's not a thing for me. Sometimes I do explore some other categories that I don't usually go to on the porn sites. Yeah. Because, you know, you have all those categories, and I'm like, all right, where do I always go? Like, anal or something or whatever? Yeah. Or I would go to bi, or I go to gangbang, or I go to hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like, every once in a while, I'll click on something else, and I'm like, mm, let's see, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, every um, once in a while, like, I, every once in a while, I'll be, like, on a squirting run. I just want to yeah. see squirting. And then sometimes I want to see, like, forced orgasms. Some people are, like, big into squirting. Yeah, it's a thing. They like to drink it and stuff. Like, that's, okay, like, I don't know, that's one of the more, like, I don't know. I just can't get into squirting. I mean, I don't have to either. Yeah, you don't I have don't, to. It's just, like, to me, it always, I don't know. I mean, like, everybody has their thing. Yeah, yeah totally. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, Lance Hart, he's all about having pantyhose rubbed in his face. Yeah. That's not going to do anything for me. Or get his balls kicked. Totally. But rock on, then it gets him off, and then he makes money because other people like it. Yeah, totally. Like stomping on balls with heels. Yeah, he does that, kind of. God. And he dresses like a superhero. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, everybody has their shit. yeah, the gay man superhero thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge hit. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I totally agree with the mistress that... Sometimes I wonder if I like sit and think with myself, is there something so naughty and dirty that I want done that I haven't told anyone? And I think to myself... No. Yeah, I mean, I have things that are really taboo and that are really private, but I'll tell that to my lovers. Hmm. I just won't necessarily, like, announce right. it to the world. Right. But, I mean, I'm open with myself about it. Right. And I'll talk about it with somebody that I trust. Hmm. But I also allow, I only will be in relationships with people who are open to it, who respect the fact that I have my own sexuality and right. have my own needs. They don't have to like them. True, true. But... The, at least respect the fact that I that I need these things or I'm interested in these things. Right. You know, if somebody was like, oh my God, that's totally awful and I don't want you doing that anymore. Um, well, right. then we won't be in a relationship. Yeah. And you know what? Like twice now from listener responses and things like that, from, you know, all the stuff that we talk about here is that talk about these things with your partner, even if it's the scariest thing you do, just to talk about it. Exactly, because it relieves the pressure that's in your head. Yeah, and we've had some success stories from it. Totally. Because they've their significant others have said something like, oh, oh well, why I didn't you say something? I never knew these things. Why don't you say something? Exactly. Like, I would like you to mm-hmm. not be bored with us, so sure, I'm open to trying well, new things. It's like that couple that I talked about a few months ago who were in their 80s and were going to see my right. friend who's a relationship counselor and his whole life, he yeah. was 80, yeah. had been hiding from the fact that he likes spanking and then he goes and he tells his wife and she's like, oh, well, I'm not into it, but why don't you go get spanked by somebody else? Yeah. 80 fucking, fucking years old. Yeah. He could have had like 60 years of awesome spanking. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't do that, people. Just like live it. Yeah. Okay. Then we got a really great email from a listener named Elisa. I'm oh. guessing that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Alyssa or Elisa. We'll mm-hmm. just go with one of either way. She's super cute. She her picture's on the email. She's really super cute. Yes. The I subject is we love 69. 
And the message says, I'm a new listener and just heard episode 19 when you said you both hate 69. I was very surprised. My husband and I must be one of those few couples for whom 69 really, really works well. We love it. We can very quickly get into a rhythm that is, for me, a lot like being fucked two ways at once, in my pussy and in my mouth. And for him, it's probably a lot like fucking. It may help that I really, 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 really love giving blowjobs, and I have virtually no gag reflex, and he really loves giving me oral. Yeah. Lucky husband. Yeah. Lucky them. Honestly, like, just because Dylan and I aren't into 69 and some other people that we know hate it, too, I'm sure there are billions of people out there who love 69 because it's a huge porn category and something everybody asks for. I mean, like, whatever. For me, it's not my thing, but... And I don't, like, hate it. I just feel like that it's, like... It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite, and it might, like, get things going, you know, and it might... Yeah. I don't, like, hate it. Like, oh, God, I dread doing this. I mean, like, honestly, we just rarely get into that position. You yeah. know what I mean? It's well, yeah. Like, I mean, I did that with a lover over the summer, and uh-huh. it was fun for a couple of minutes just because it was kind of like, oh, yeah. let's do this thing. Yeah. But really quickly, I got distracted by the fact that he was fingering my pussy and licking it, and yeah. I kind of forgot to suck him off. And then I started sucking him off, and I kind of started forgetting about what he was doing to my pussy. And, like, that, for me, is what drives me nuts about 69, is I'm either totally into what I'm doing yeah. or I'm totally into what I'm getting. Yeah. So sometimes that's a little bit hard for me to multitask because I just like completely being focused. Right. But I mean, if you can get like a good rhythm going and your bodies fit together really well, I mm-hmm. could totally see how that would be hot. But yeah, that's yeah. just not my thing. So I think I the last love... time we did it here was like I was super drunk and she was super <laughs> drunk. Yeah. And she like ravaged me and I was like, whoa, this came out of like nowhere. That's hot. And it was just like kind of like a, you know. Yeah, like a thing. Yeah, we'd come from the neighborhood party or something. She was like, yeah. And I was like, whoa. I was like, is this happening? And then it was just like, we did it for like a few minutes and then it was like flip. Yeah. You know, and then like you a, fucked. I'm taking it now. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my gosh. So we love that. We think that's super hot that you do that with your husband and you all are just like eating each other out. And like fucking double fucking. Bless your heart for not having a gag reflex. Seriously. I'm not blessed that way. Did you mean, ever try some of that stuff that you told me about? That oh, I did years ago. Yeah, when I sold spray. it, when I had my sex toy business, yeah. I would use it, and it kind of worked. But you know, one of the things, and I'm all for people using whatever they need to do to have good sex. But I like that I have a gag reflex because it tells me I'm reaching a limit and I need to be really sensitive of that. Yeah. You know, so I like knowing like this is becoming too much for me. Sure. Yeah. But there's some people who just can't get around that. And so like the good head, rock on. Right but, on, right on. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. We got another letter from Hannah and this mm, okay. is the best. The yeah. subject is, okay. First of all, Hannah, your email it's the, it's the are we allowed to give? Are yeah. we allowed to? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just a first name. It's just a first name. Okay. Okay. Subject line says, I've never given a double blowjob, but my mom has. Oh my God. Yeah, that was hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, Hannah. Your compliment was really super sweet. She says, your episode when you got the question about the double BJ made me remember a funny story involving my parents. There was a woman who cut me and my dad's hair when I was in my early teens. She was tall, had fake tits. She was tan and blonde. My dad and she would flirt when we were at her salon. She was very outgoing, a very outgoing, sexy woman. My mom went to another salon, but she had met the sexy salon owner a few times when she took me there for my cuts. They were casually nice to one another. One Friday night, I came home early from seeing a movie with friends, and I entered through the side door of our house. 
When I was walking down our hallway, I heard sex sounds coming from my dad's den. I quietly peeped around the corner at the top of the stairs and saw my mom and the salon lady on their knees giving my dad a double blowjob. From what I saw, it looked like my mom was handling the undercarriage and their salon friend's head was bobbing up and down slowly. (laughs) She had an incredible athletic butt. My mom and she were in nothing but their bras. I quietly tiptoed to my room and let them have their fun. I love the athletic butt I never, I never once mentioned to my parents that what I saw them doing. The salon lady um, cut my hair for a few years after, and I never said anything to her either. A few years ago, my mom and I were talking about sex, and she admitted to me that her and dad had done some crazy things when they were younger. I knew exactly what she was talking about. The salon lady was gorgeous. My dad was a lucky guy. And then she closes with a question. This one was hilarious. This is amazing. She says, Dylan, I wonder if they negotiated beforehand where my dad would spooge. Splooge. She wrote splooge. That's okay. So that's hilarious because I told you, you have to negotiate that shit. You can't just like yeah, not. just like surprise somebody. You can't just go blowing in their eyes in and their shit, ear. man. And they're fucking, yeah. No, yeah. that was when I read that email the other night. I was like laying in bed. I was, I was laying in bed too. I was like, oh my God. I was like, <laughs> you made our day. Thank you hilarious. so much for writing in with that. Your parents were naughty. That is awesome. And what was even better oh was that God. she like spied on them. Yeah, she peeped on them, but then she was nice and walked away. I know. I think that was awesome. very, very, very awesome. <laughs> she noticed her. So I don't know if I could look at my hair salon cutter lady the same way, yeah. knowing that she, you know, yeah. she was hobnobbing on my dad's dick. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, damn. I just love that By mom the way, had the undercarriage. I know. Like, what does that mean? She was like working the balls. I think she was sucking on him. That was hilarious. Because it was a double BJ. I just fucking love that shit. Yeah, That's me too. Awesome. That's hot. Oh my God, I love when we get stories like that from people. I know. See, people, just because you have a teenager doesn't mean you can't be having kinky ass fucking sex. Yeah, but at least be aware of when your teenager's going to come home. Nah. Shut the front door. <laughs> Shut the front door. Shut the front door. Oh that was God. just hilarious. See? Double blowjobs. Yeah. They're okay, so have you had any awkward moments? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because we talked about it a couple podcasts back. You mean with parents? No. Oh, okay. Oh, I've have had you... awkward parents situations. Oh, you have? Yeah. I've only had one. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I never want to remember it again, ever. <laughs> I was like, this is not cool. Shut <laughs> your fucking door. It was not cool. All right. <laughs> If you're going to have men friends as guests overnight, you need to lock your front door when the man wakes up with morning wood and wants to bang it out. And oh, I come shit. creeping into your bedroom because I'm going to ask you. I don't even remember why I was coming into the room. I was like, I didn't ask her if she wanted to do something, if she was getting up for breakfast. I don't know what it was. But he was like on top of her going to town. And I'm like, look, I don't want to see that. It's like you can't unsee no. stuff like that, right? So then I'm like, Closed the door and like quietly tried to close it without being noticed, but I was noticed. And I was like, fuck. So then I go downstairs and my mom comes out. She's just like, she's like, now he's so embarrassed to come downstairs because he's you saw him. And I was like, close the goddamn door. What was I supposed to? Yeah. Yeah. So when he came downstairs, he was so beat red. He was like, <laughs> he couldn't look at me in the face. I was like, oh, God, I'm, trust me, I'm embarrassed for both of us. <sighs> you don't want to watch parents have sex. Yeah. Uh, 
I heard my mom and my stepdad once, and it was like it was <laughs> nasty. And then the same time, my stepdad reenacted my mom's orgasms in front of me. That was what? scarring. That was why would he do scarring. that? I don't even remember how that came up, but then he reenacted it, and she got really mad. And I oh was my like, god! Now I have yeah. that in my head for forever. Yeah, but. So my mom and I were on a road trip once. I don't know if I've told this story. It might have. My mom and I were on a road trip when I was 15, and I was in the shower masturbating. I was laying on the floor of the shower with my legs in the air and the shower head on my clit. And my mom opened the bathroom door and totally saw me full glory. Oh my God. Didn't say anything, looked for a half a second, long enough for me to make eye contact with her, closed the door, and walked away. Oh right. my god. Isn't that horrifying? What do you do? I stayed in the bathroom like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. That has never happened to me ever. I can tell you that. Uh, that was that was not the only time. Oh my god. She's walked in on you masturbating several times? Yes. Oh my god. I masturbated a lot when I was younger. I mean, I guess it's okay, but why don't you lock the door, Dawn? Because there wasn't a lock on the door. At what the do hotel. you mean? We were in a hotel. Hotel bathrooms don't lock? It was at this like B&B or something we were at near Carmel in California. Dude. There just no, it did not lock. Hippie b and Because I locked at home. But the other time I got caught was when we weren't at home. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it was really awful. Anyway, that was embarrassing. Oh, Oh, and then there was this one time I got really mad at her in high school, and so I was running away to go live with my dad, and I pulled out her suitcase, and I was, like, really fucking pissed off. I was like, God damn it, I'm going to go live with dad. And I was, like, 16 or 17, and I pull her suitcase out, and I open it, and that's where her dildo and vibrator and shit is. Oh, my God. So I'm just like, just fucking great. And I, like, dump it on the bed, leave it right in the middle of the bed. Oh, my God. So you like out your mom's dildos while pretend running away. Yeah, I went and stayed with my dad for a week and then he was oh like, I think God. you need to go home. I'm tired oh, of you geez. being here. <laughs> my dad would probably do the same thing. Yeah, no. He probably wouldn't even let me in the front door. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> okay, we digress. Yeah. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, we got a tease of a voicemail from somebody. Yes, we about did. About being in Vegas and being able to see something out the window of their hotel. Yeah. And then there was no end to the story. We're like, what? Well, <clears throat> handsome sounding listener called back and we are going to share his story. Ooh. Are you ready? Thanks for listening and calling us back. Yeah, this is David. Hey guys, uh, this is David, and I'm calling back with the rest of my story. Can I get a voice change, too, by the way? Well, me and my girlfriend were in Vegas, and we saw across the courtyard, we were staying at the Flamingo. Basically, they were kind of like the room, like they were like right across from us, but they were kind of like to the side. I think they were one, they were one floor up. It was just an all-out, basically, orgy with like very good-looking, tan, young people, like, in their 20s. All the dudes were, like, ripped. All the girls were, like, California-looking blonde and all that. I mean, it was very attractive people. And me and my girlfriend, we we watched for a while, of course. We kind of played around a little bit as we watched. And I went back to kind of, I guess, watch TV, and she kind of, my girlfriend kind of, like, kept watching. <laughs> After a while, we were like, let's go back downstairs and gamble a little bit. So we leave the room, and we go to the elevator, we get on, and we hear somebody yell, hold it, hold the elevator. And 
it happens to be two of the girls from the dirty room, <laughs> from the orgy room, and they were basically all sweaty and they had like just been fucked hair basically. The door closed and we were basically on the top floor. So as we were going down, we just stayed completely silent, didn't say a word. Like me, and my, I knew if I looked at my girlfriend, I was gonna bust out laughing. So we just focused on the numbers above the door, just trying not to laugh. And the two girls kept passing a bottle of water back and forth. When we got to like the first floor, one of them asked my girlfriend if she knew where the gift shop was or if the gift shop was still open. And I mean, it was like one o'clock at night and we knew probably what they wanted from the gift shop. We got off the elevator and kind of laughed about it and we just went gambled for a while but when we went back up to our room all the lights were out the curtain was closed in the other room and so that kind of sucked so we didn't get we didn't get like a second show okay that's a way better story (laughs) to see an all-out orgy across the courtyard from you would be amazing you wouldn't be able to peel me away from the window i'd finish watching yeah me too I love that he was like, and we played a little bit. And then my girlfriend went back to watching while I watched TV. (laughs) Well, it's good to know the girls were hydrating well afterwards. So what did he think? That they were going to the gift shop to buy more condoms? Yes. Yeah. I think that's what the assumption is. they were being safe. I would have said something, I think. What would you have said? I would have said, nice show, guys. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice show. I wonder. I think probably would have liked that. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you don't leave the window open when you're in a high-rise hotel with other rooms looking in. Unless you want someone to see you. Sure. Because that's what I do. I would. Totally. Yeah. Oh, my God. When I leave the curtains open when I'm in a hotel room, it's because I want everyone to see me naked. That's what the wife does. Yeah. She she doesn't make any bones about it. She'll stand right in front of it (laughs) with the big X mark. You know, like, X marks the spot. Hey, I'm naked right here if anybody wants to look. Just, I'm here. Anyone? Anyone. Okay. Still naked. Still naked. But, yeah, I would have said, golf clap, golf clap. Nice show, ladies. Nice show. They would have been like, what are you talking about? Um, We're across the courtyard from you. We saw all the hotness just go down. It was amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I would have said something. But thanks for calling back. I know, David. Thank you so much for calling back with your story because that was wonderful and you sound super cute. And I I think everyone when they go to Vegas wants something like that to happen. Like they want to see an orgy or they want to be there during the porn awards. Yeah. Or they want something crazy to go down with one of the strippers that they pick up. So the fact that you just kind of stumbled across this huge orgy full of attractive Mm -hmm. people is amazing. My friends go and they get like pickpocketed and shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I never get to witness any of that shit. They're like at some crazy party and they're like, yeah, they're you know, tweeting about it or whatever, but, or they got pickpocketed and this sucks. And, yeah. yeah. You know, all these good stories about watching orgies or like, yeah, the porn awards. So-and-so came into my craps table. Yeah. She bounced her titties on my shoulders. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Well, I hope that happens. Anyway. So yeah, mm-hmm. thank you, David. If anybody else has super fun voyeur stories, please do call in and share them with us because mm. we like knowing our listeners are perverts. Yeah. Where was he calling from? Did you by any chance get that? No. Didn't say. He did not say. Mm. And since so, he wants a voice change. Oh, that's right. That's okay. 
He wants to, he wants to remain anonymous. Yeah. I'm always interested in where our listeners are calling from because we have listeners from throughout the world. I know we do, actually. We've got listeners in Australia and yes. London and many, many listeners from Africa and the Middle East. Yes. And a number of listeners from Germany. So, mm-hmm. yeah, all over the world. And in, of course, all over the U.S., from yes. California to all the over Midwest. Canada. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Canada. So, yeah, if anybody's from super far away, let us know. We'd love to. We have a listener in the Philippines. I should start tacking it on a little map board where all of our listeners. Oh my god, we should! I just like cover the whole map except for Antarctica because nobody lives there. Okay, so do we want to talk about the crave vibe that I just tested out, or do we want to talk about the worst kiss ever? Oh, I want to hear about the worst kiss ever. Okay, so you want to hear about the worst kiss I've ever had? I do. Okay, okay. So it might not be the worst kiss, but it's (sighs) it's like tied for first in the worst. I think I still remember mine. Oh my god. I had this one back in like 2001 with this guy and it was so bad that after he kissed me I looked at him and I was like don't ever 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 kiss anybody like that again. Oh my god. (laughs) You actually told him? Yes. Oh my god. I did because it was so bad. Oh my god. He was like licking my face. Oh god. And I was like no. No. Oh no. my god. And that's not how you start the kiss either. I mean, like, even if you like lots of wet or whatever, you don't just start with like <sighs> you know, I mean <laughs> So anyway, that's kind no, of like literally did he lick your face? Like because he thought like, it was cute, or that's like, how horrible sh- no, it was. That's how horrible it was. Like he didn't have any control of his ah, tongue and it like ah. went from cheek into my mouth and other cheek. Oh. And it was like it was so heinous. So Monday night was close to that. Oh God. So, so in 2001, was that like one of those little date things too? Yeah, it was this person I had gotten to know on like Live Journal and this <sighs> way back in the day. Oh my God. You remember? You live, journal. live Journal. Oh my God. That's hilarious. So we had met. I should probably go unlock down. my account. <laughs> oh my God. So anyway. Okay, so on Monday, I went on a date with this guy who was really super sweet. Kind of. He kept ignoring me to watch the football game. Wait a minute. Were you guys together? Yeah. We met there for a date. He'd ask me a question, and then if a play happened, he would turn around and watch the play and not hear what I answered to his question. No, I would have left. Oh, my God. I was really close a couple of times. I'd been like, um, can we reschedule? Because I feel like the game is more important than I am right now. Yeah. And if that was going to be the case, then maybe you shouldn't have set up a date on a fucking game day, dude. I agree. It was a little bit irritating. Anyway, so parts of it were really good, parts of it were really irritating, and I definitely felt like the game was more interesting than me at a couple points. But he was like, I'm really into you, and I can't wait to see you again. And like he was rubbing my thigh and holding my hands. We walk out to the parking lot, and he goes in for the kiss, which my rule is you always kiss on the first date. Always. Always kiss on the first date, because if that shit's bad, I'm not wasting my time on a second date. Word. I don't want to know I don't have chemistry with you Mm. after I've put in a couple of dates. I want to know right off the bat, this is not going to work. All right. I read that from some, like, dating expert years ago, and so now I always do that. I always kiss someone on the first date, because if I'm kind of, now, if I totally am disgusted by them, then I won't, but if I'm kind of on the fence, like, eh. Maybe I should give him another chance. Then I'll kiss yeah. them. And that you always, always pushes me one way or the other. Yeah. So this guy goes in for the kiss. Here's how I've been describing it to people. Oh, God. Imagine you're a starving man and your hands are tied behind your back. And someone is holding a mostly empty yogurt cup in front of your face. And you have to... Put your tongue as far in that yogurt cup as you can to try and just get a little teeny bit of yogurt 
so that you don't die. I was the yogurt cup. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That's how I got kind of replicated with this beer bottle. I know. It was a hard tongue, a hard, stiff tongue oh, that god. came all the way out of his mouth and then scooped from inside my cheek <laughs> to the other cheek and came out and it was over and over again like a licking like a dog oh. would lick a paw but like or like like if you're trying to lick the bottom of your ice cream cone but you don't want to nibble on the ice cream cone and so you're like <laughs> that's what the kiss was like and I was slowly trying to like soften it up and try to like get him to respond to my cues that wasn't working at all he was just into one motion with the tongue as deep as it could go as hard as it could go as far as it could go and so I started leaning away to try and break the kiss and he thought I was trying to press myself against him so then he did it more and so finally I managed to lean back enough that it broke and he was like oh my god I can't wait to see you again and I was like okay have a good night and I got my car and I drove away Oh, my God. So my mouth was totally violated. It was the worst thing ever. It was horrible. <laughs> it was scarring. Oh Don't kiss people like that. Oh, my God. Like, there needs to be a little, like, finesse and a little oh, seduction. Mm. And, like, if you work up to the superheat stuff, that's great. But still don't do it that way. But that doesn't even sound like it was no, superheated. That was just plain gross. It was so awful. It was so, so there was so much wet, Ugh. and there was no room for me anywhere. It's just <laughs> what like, what are you doing right now? What are you doing? <laughs> I felt like I needed one of those Marilyn Manson mouth holder opener things. And he was just like sticking his tongue in there and trying to lick every crevice. It was awful. It was like a. It's horrible. Like that a is scraper ho- at her. Horrible. It was scarring. Don't kiss people like that. Oh my god. Ever. That's horrible. I know. Does he know about this podcast? No. Thank God. I know. God, <laughs> Otherwise, I would be changing more details. Oh my god. But yeah, it's just like no. Okay. And I, I like really tried. Like I really tried oh, to like kind of pull back just enough that I could like just get some lips going and like get the tongue out of my mouth. Sometimes I've done but that no. before where you where you like you try to like control kind of the kiss. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So I have I grabbed their face. Uh-huh. You know, so yeah, that you can kind you of control like their tilt face. It and yeah. Like, yeah. And control like how much they're pressing into or whatever. Right. No. Oh God, if it's no. bad, it's bad. I know. There was You're like, like fucking done. Oh my god, that's what happened. As oh oh here's the worst part. Like, okay. I don't care how big your dick okay. is or how good you are with it, but if you can't kiss, we're done. Well, sometimes I do things that I tell other people not to do. Because you know I'm a sex coach. Yeah. So I would tell people never to do what I did, which is as he was kissing me, the horror got so bad that I started laughing. Oh no. I laughed during the kiss. And he thought, I think, that I was giggling from how much I was loving it because he got oh really God. turned on when I did that. Oh but I was God. genuinely laughing because in my head, this I is... was imagining dropping to the ground and rolling away. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, that's horrible. Like escape. Like, yeah. I, this is. I was, if emergency I didn't escape. have a knee injury, yeah. I would have rolled out of the Outback parking lot. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> hit the ground, stop, drop, and roll, and rolled under my car. Oh my god, I need to escape. Yes. yes. Oh my god. <sighs> Don't do that, people. Oh my god, that's horrid. I know. Horrible it kind of scarred me a little bit. Yeah. I'd be a little apprehensive to kiss anyone else. After I know, that. that's kind of what happened. Just like, mm. I might have to start putting some caveats on the first kiss. Like, how do you do that? I have no idea because it's the second we were close enough, the tongue was in. There was uh. no even, like the lips didn't touch first. The tongue oh. was in before the lips touched. Oh God, that's gross. I know. Oh God, that's gross. 
Like, he came at you with tongue. He did. Like, he was just all like, uh. And it wasn't like a soft, sweet little tongue. Oh. It was just hard, thick, penetrative uh. tongue in your mouth. I'm like, species, alien, killing you. Yeah, Mm-mm. it was awful. Don't, do not do that to people. Do not do that. If you kiss like that, you watch some that. videos on how to do it better. No and don't watch porn. Porn kisses are awful. Watch Porn kissing is horrible, but porn I think we've told everybody, don't try to learn how to have smooth sex moves no, from watching no, porn. Like, no. ever. No. Never. Well, the only exception to that is, do watch James Dean and how he holds I knew face. you were going to say that! <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that! <laughs> Hold the face while you're fucking them hard and whisper and shit that you can't even understand what they're saying. Like, Fuck yeah. He's always just like, whispering shit that you can't even... Like, yeah, it doesn't even matter what it who's is. Who's the other one? So Manuel intense. Ferrara. Oh. Have you not seen Manuel Ferrara? I haven't, but it's making me like, oh. Okay, he has this ginormous... I think I tried to talk about him in this past, past podcast, and I don't think I got his name right, but it was his name is Manuel Ferrara, oh. and he has the most ginormous fucking dick, and he fucks so good, mm. and he does the everyone. He looks in their face. Oh. And he God, he yes. says stuff that you I don't like I don't even know what you're saying. It doesn't matter it doesn't what you're even saying. Matter. Yeah, as long he's as it's like that like holding you and he's just whispering. It is that is what he does. And it's just like fucking he's into you, he's like looking at you, and he's it's all about fucking bringing you pleasure. And I don't know what he's saying, but it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Manuel Ferrara. Okay, I'm totally going to look that up and then report back on how much I masturbated to that. Yeah. Speaking of masturbation. Yeah? Should I? Yeah. I'm all about Should I talk about the Crave vibe? Yeah, let's do it. So I got my Crave. Did you see my picture I put on Instagram? I saw your picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hopefully everybody is following me on Instagram. It's Mm -hmm. Dawn underscore Sarah, S-E-R-R-A. And you can see all kinds of stuff like my sex toys and my cats fighting. But. That was so cute. I know. I saw that. She was like, back up, bitch. What? So anyway, so I got the Crave Vesper vibe, which I had pre-ordered months ago. Mm -hmm. There was a little bit of a hiccup with the ordering process, Mm. but we worked it out. So the Crave Vesper is this really beautiful, elegant necklace, and it's a long metal kind of uh, shaft that looks like a big nail in a way. Mm -hmm. And it's rechargeable via USB. It's amazing as far as the design goes. Very sleek. It nestles right into your cleavage. It just looks like this really pretty kind of industrial modern necklace. So it finally arrived. I charged it on my computer. And it's discreet enough that you could totally charge it on your computer at work. Nobody would know what it was. They'd be like, hey, what's that? Yeah. And I'll just be like, it's a USB memory stick. Yeah, because they come in all, yeah, all shapes and sizes shapes. now that you would have no idea. Exactly. Some of them look like fucking little Lego toys. Yeah. So I got the vibe, charged it, mm-hmm. and then I was like, well, now I have to give it a test drive. Because mm-hmm. why else would you buy a vibrator? It has, I think, five different settings hmm. on it. So there's a little button, and it's like slow, medium, high, and then it does kind of like a bzz, 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 mm-hmm. kind of one. Like and a then pulsing. It does, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it does like a longer one. And it's very quiet. So if you need something that's really discreet, I will say that the noise is very, very, very subtle. Mm-hmm. You could probably get away with it with doing it in crowded places and people probably wouldn't hear it. Mm. It gets warm very quickly. Mm. And 
I couldn't decide if it was a good warm or a bad warm. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it got really warm really fast. Uh Uh-oh. But then it almost got to a warm where I was like, is it overheating? Is it too hot? Because the battery pack is getting hot. Well, the instructions do say it warms. So... I mean, that's part of the design, I think, yeah. is that it becomes warm because it's metal, oh, so it starts okay. cold. Okay. But the warmth got almost to a place where I was like, is it supposed to be this warm? Right. And my shit's a little bit sensitive. Mm-hmm. But it's super concentrated. The Because, I mean, it's such a small thing. So all right. the vibration is in this really little tip. Right. And so you're able to get a lot of accuracy with it. You can get it right on your clit. You can get it next to your clit. What I found is if I held it like a cigarette, mm-hmm. it made my fingers vibrate. Huh. So then I could kind of like use my fingers and still get a little bit oh, of vibration okay. if I held it like a cigarette. And like the vibration wasn't super intense, sure, sure. but like it was still there. Or I could nestle it in between my lips and like it would vibrate the whole thing. Uh-huh. So it's kind of cool. Did you have success? I did. Okay. I came. I'll uh, say that I think, as far as vibe goes, something that's a little bit softer is probably my first choice. Mm-hmm. Because the hard, once I got really sensitive, was a little bit like, wow, that's intense. But people who really like intense sensation would mm-hmm. probably totally be all about this. Right. And when I had my sex toy business, my most intense vibes were the ones that sold the best. Because oh, interesting. Yeah, some people just need a lot of stimulation right. in order to be able to come. And this is so concentrated, it would be perfect for someone like that. That's not necessarily me. I don't like super strong vibes. Sure. I like kind of medium to mild vibes. And so I did, I was successful in it, and it felt really good. It was nice that it was so concentrated because I could really control where it was vibrating. Sure. But at the same time, it also became a little bit much for me. Hmm. So I think if you're someone who likes a lot of really strong sensation or if you like getting creative and you just want something that's really discreet that you could easily travel with. I mean, this is the kind of thing where you could like get off in the car and nobody Mm. would have any idea what you were doing. Just set it between your lips and Mm -hmm. like drive around. That would be hot. That would feel really good. And it would also be something that's really easy for a partner to use. It's not like big and intimidating because a lot of sex toys, I think, that are vibes for women specifically... Their partners sometimes get intimidated by how big it is or how bulky Mm. or how, like, sometimes there's a lot of guys I know who don't like these big pink dolphin-y things. Oh, right, 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 yeah. So this is just so elegant and streamlined, and, I, you know, I don't think anybody would be terribly intimidated by it. Right. But it was definitely a really fun purchase. It's something I'll use, and it's something I will definitely travel with, Mm, mm, you know, mm -hmm. because it'll be super, it just looks like jewelry. Right. So I would definitely recommend people checking it out if you're looking for a fun new toy. It wasn't very expensive. I want to say it was like 49 or 59 bucks. Yeah. But I'll put a link up on the website. Cool. So yeah, it was just something new. Go crave. I do love the look. Like, I love that it's so It elegant. totally looks sleek and Exactly. Yes, yeah, I did. really love that. I, I totally did. dig that. So we have a question from a listener named Jack. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Jack writes, I always find myself attracted to people who never find me attractive. What am I doing wrong? I have a few <sighs> thoughts. <laughs> the main thing that jumps to my mind mm-hmm. is your, and I don't want to sound crass, But are you looking outside of your league? (laughs) I'm going to be an asshole here. Do you know what I mean? Are you looking at people who are way above your league? Or, um, I mean, I could, you know, that's just the the dickhead male superficial asshole type of person that I would be. You know what I mean? But you know what? I've always done that. 
mm-hmm. and have been successful. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I would say kudos for him for mm-hmm. trying, mm-hmm. for doing whatever. So he's always attracted to people who don't ever seem to be attracted to him. Yep. I don't, outside of, outside of what my first gut instinct was, I'm not sure what else to say about that. I don't know. See, my first, so I have two thoughts. My first thought is kind of along those lines, but it's a little bit of a different twist on it. My first thought is sometimes if you're super specific about who you're attracted Mm -hmm. to, you limit the pool so much Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I can line 1,000 people up that I find attractive and probably only a small handful will find me attractive in return. And that has nothing to do with me. Right. It has everything to do with them. But that's just how it is. I mean, when I walk down the street, not everybody finds me attractive. Sure. Just a couple people do. And it's the same. I don't find everybody I'm walking by attractive. Sure. And it's just how it is. So if you have a very narrow pool, let's say you only like redheads who are under five feet tall. You know? If, <laughs> like, let's just say. Sure. So now your pool of people you find attractive is very small. Right. So if only a couple of, out of every couple, you know, like a couple of people out of every thousand are going to find you attractive, but now you've got a pool that's only like 20 people. Right. You've really limited your chances. Right. So it might be kind of something similar where just the odds based on what you're looking for. Or the other thought that I was having is when I was younger, I did this a lot. And it took me a little bit of self-reflecting to realize that's what I was doing. I purposely fell in love with or got attracted to people who were unavailable because it kept me insulated from having to be vulnerable and actually get into a relationship. Mm. So I would fall for the gay guys or I would fall for the guys that were madly in love with their girlfriends Mm. or I would fall for the guys who totally, totally don't like curvy chicks. They only like super skinny chicks. And it was like this way of me saying, see, I find other people attractive. So I'm, I'm normal and I'm healthy and I'm doing everything right. But I was purposely putting myself in a position where I never actually had to get vulnerable with anybody and enter into a relationship and then be seen or face rejection because I was kind of rejecting myself ahead of the game. So it took some time before I really realized that's what I was doing. And then I had this huge shift and it kind of changed everything. But that also could be, Jack, you could be doing that too. I mean, you could be finding people attractive that you know aren't available. Mm -hmm. So then you don't have to face all the discomfort that Mm -hmm. comes with putting yourself out there, going on dates. Maybe you've got some self-confidence issues. Maybe you've got some issues or some concerns about how good you are in the sack. Maybe you're commitment phobic. Who knows? But, I mean, you could be kind of doing this to yourself as a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. But it also could be that you, who you find attractive is just so specific. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a lot, a lot of looking. And I'd be curious as to what, you know, is this, has he ever asked, like, why those people don't find him attractive or why they're not into him? Because yeah. I've done that, you know. I've yeah. totally hit on chicks that are like, because, you know, my types were femi, right? Yeah. So... And, you know, the the worst response I think I could get was, I'm into other femme chicks, uh, you know? So I'm like, all right, but that's like, what can I do, you know? Yeah, I can't you can't do anything, do anything about I can't that. do anything. So I'm right. like, all right, well, I guess it's not necessarily the worst answer. At least I know that's your type, and there's yeah. no way I would have even had a chance. Well, because it's not whatever. personal at all. Yeah. It's, like, it's not oh, like, sorry, I'm into oh, other I femmes. looked at yeah. you and was like, ew. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't personal right. at all. It was just like. Right. You're not the right dyke for exactly. me. Exactly. No, I'm into femmes, whatever, and that's fine. But I guess it was worse in the sense that I know I don't even have a fighting fucking chance. Yeah, you know what I mean? nothing you can do you to know? Like redeem that. Yeah. But if it was that it was another dyke competition type of thing. You're like, then, oh, 
It's on like Donkey Kong. It's on like fucking Donkey Kong. I'm gonna yeah. do whatever the fuck it is that I'm gonna do to fucking win this shit. Let me show you my shit. dick. Let me show you my skills, my girl. I can dance. Mm. Mm. So, mm. yeah, what is it yeah. exactly? Do right. they not like your beard? Do you wear too much flannel? Do you smell like patchouli? Um, <laughs> do you wear bow ties? I was totally in I love don't with know. this girl once who always smelled like patchouli. Yeah. She it's not a so bad hot. smell. It's just No, but like, lesbian. you know, yeah, yeah, it can yeah. just be like a thing. I mean, who knows? Maybe yeah. you douse yourself in cologne. Well, mm-hmm. there's only a handful of people whose olfactory systems can probably take yeah. somebody who's doused in cologne. Or maybe, who knows? It's interesting, you know, the the longer you be around people and experience different relationships and the things that you're interested in, it's mm-hmm. really interesting how my eyes have opened up over the years. Yeah. So you're totally attracted to hot chicks, right? Mm-hmm. But the as the old adage goes, she might be fucking hot as shit, but someone somewhere is fucking sick of her shit, right? Yeah. I find that to be very true all the time, you know, that... <laughs> They might be fucking hot as balls, but there's something fucking annoying about them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm sick of your fucking shit, whether it's you <laughs> nagging me or, and I'm not speaking from experience or whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? But there's always something about that person that, sure. you know what? They're not that fucking awesome because they're a goddamn supermodel or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it is. But let's say there's somebody who might not be what your ideal of George Clooney or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But the more you get to know them... The hotter they get. The something yeah. becomes very attractive about them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's not the, the, I don't know, the USA and the people today or whatever the fuck right. it is, the, the tabloids. It's yeah. like, that's not your stereotypical, why would you be swooning over that guy? So, I don't know. What's his name? Jack. 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 Yeah. I would say just, yeah, dig in a little bit and kind of self-reflect. Are the yeah. it, it, are your tastes super specific? Mm-hmm. Are you purposely picking people that are unavailable so that you don't have to do something scary? Yeah. Or look at yourself and mm-hmm. just kind of figure out, are you, do you have unrealistic expectations? Are you not allowing yourself to find people? Because I think there's also a danger in... People saying, well, I only want to date somebody who's tall and successful and loves dogs but hates cats. Because if that's the only thing you're willing to give somebody a chance, what if there's someone who's a little bit shorter and who's somewhat successful and loves cats but makes you feel valued and makes you laugh Mm -hmm. and has the best technique in bed Mm -hmm. and is somebody who, when you're 80 years old, is going to be the best person to have around. And sell yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you put yourself to, out you there. You fucking sell yourself, too. I agree. You know, I had people who were like, oh, God, you have dogs. You have dogs. Oh, <laughs> God, you have dogs. Or whatever, you know? And then mm-hmm. they fucking end up loving my dogs. You know yeah. what I mean? Or the next thing you know, we're rescuing another fucking dog or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like the dog's never going to sleep on the bed. Um, Yeah, next thing you know, the dog's fucking on the bed. I'm like, <laughs> what? You know? Yeah. So you go outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that's yourself. a good thing. Like, keep your, keep your eyes open. And the other thing that I'll say, too, is one of the number one techniques that I have for people who are looking for love and feel like they can't find it is because they tend to be focusing on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. So one of the worksheets that I put together recently, actually, to help people with this is you focus on how you want to feel in your next relationship. 
And then that's what you use to kind of gauge the next. Now, this is if you want meaningful relationships. If you just want to bang, this doesn't really apply. But when you're thinking about relationships and wanting to find like somebody meaningful, I know you like banging. <laughs> you want to think about how do you want to feel when you're in your relationship? How do you want to feel when you're having a bad day? How do you want to feel when there's challenges that you have to face together? How do you want to feel when you meet each other's friends? And as you start kind of bringing in all of these feelings, which I know sounds super woo-woo and all the guys are rolling their eyes right now, but I'm serious. Like, dudes, if you want someone who makes you um, feel like you can be your goofy self and who... Uh, makes you feel accepted and like you can share all your scary fantasies and you know all those kinds of things you're going to start paying attention to different things and Mm -hmm. when those people come along you're going to find them attractive even if they don't look like you thought they would look Mm -hmm. because you feel so amazing around them Mm -hmm. you know so that's just something else to try uh jack i would i would definitely give that a try but just yeah think about it and let us know i mean if you've got something specific in mind or if there's something that is presenting a specific challenge call us back and let us know because you know we can always adjust our answer a little bit once we have more information we like to hear yeah we do so on the next episode we've got a couple of things to talk about that will carry over from now but we are out of time So I want to ask everybody to either call or text if you have super awesome stories about sex, anything you want us to talk about, any questions that you have, embarrassing stories, any of that kind of stuff. We always love hearing from everybody. Our number is 747-444-1840. You can call or text. And you can also go to our website, sexgetsreal.com. You can email us there. There is a way to do that anonymously. And of course, you can check us out on social media follow us there too but thank you so much for listening yes this is dawn and this is dylan two beers in this is sex gets real actually this is three (gasps) dirty 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 Uh and just in case everybody's wondering i tried a new beer tonight it's Uh the guinness blonde you do look like you are enjoying yourself at this point like you look relaxed i'm very relaxed um because this you know it's interesting because I love blondes, and my current wife is the first brunette. Oh, look at that. So mm-hmm. now you're drinking your blondes. Now I'm drinking my <laughs> blondes. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to the story about Jack. You know, go yeah. outside of something that you're used to normally getting because you might be pleasantly surprised that exactly. what you normally go for. Right. Try something different, yeah. and you can still end up finding the one that's the one. Look, see how that happened? There you go. We brought it all back around to beer. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.